You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women who drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And this week's episode is a solo episode. So it's really an episode which is kind of like a whole episode of what's driving me this week. Because what has driven me this week has been Michelle Obama. Oh my goodness, my good friend Mish. So I was so excited to be one of the, I don't know, is it 14,000 people who turned up at the United Center on um, Tuesday night for the launch of Becoming the Michelle Obama's Memoir. And it was so impactful for me. I mean, I love her so much. I love her so much. There were so many things that she shared that really resonated with me. I felt like her story was my story on so many things. And so I decided that this week's episode is an ode to Michelle. And it's really, you know, sharing some, not all of them, but some of the things that really struck me or resonated with me inspired me and maybe some the kind of lessons to take away from the evening there were many and so I've chosen the ones that kind of resonated or I thought were really powerful to share with you so that's this week's episode before I dive into that the kind of whole thing I wanted to read out the review of the week Yeah, so I said, remember, I'm sharing the five-star review of the week. So, and there are um, so many. I love doing this because it really, I love just reading them and finding out what people think about She's Got Drive and what they're getting from it. So this week's review of the week comes from Melandra Star. They say, at a time when there is so much negativity, It is wonderful that Shirley has created this positive and inspiring opportunity for people to educate and enrich. God speaks our past in many ways. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for this gift, for the gift of that review. Thank you so much. So uh, I'm inviting you to head over to iTunes and rate and review the show if a five-star review you get read out or choose one and to read out in next week's episode so please you know rate and review the show it's it helps us to grow the show and it is growing i'm excited that i've come back and i'm seeing so many more people listening to she's got drive and so that's really really excites me so thank you for listening thank you for sharing with your friends and actually how about sharing the um, podcast with five new friends you know think of five people in your life who you think well they'd love this podcast how about sharing it with them this week she is your hometown girl from the south side of chicago So this episode, which is an ode to Michelle and becoming 
her memoir. Now, I haven't read the book yet, but I thought that I would share from the event. I want to get inspired from the event. And I'm kind of saving myself for the book because I'm going to take a week off and I'm just going to sit and read and view the book and make notes in the book. And, you know, so now the night was in, you know, Michelle interviewed by Oprah. So both of them were in the house, you know, you got both of those wonderful women in this in the space. But Michelle was um, inspiring. She was funny. She really captured your imagination as she shared her stories. She was vulnerable. She was open. She was courageous. She was thoughtful. You know, she challenged our thinking on some things. She was, of course, stylish. And I really... The sharing of her story... I saw myself in her story so many times. And, you know, she she actually shared at the end that that was really her intention. And she met that. She absolutely met that. It was so empowering. And it was really an invitation. I I took it as an invitation for us to really look into our own stories of becoming and as we look into our own stories of becoming, what can we discover about ourselves? I always felt like she was starting a movement, actually. Like a movement for the conversation for becoming. A movement for the conversation for the power of discovering ourselves through our stories so that we can connect with others. And I'm sure that that will make more sense to me as I read her memoir but that was really striking for me. Let's look at becoming, you know, becoming the memoir, yes. And, you know, she shared a lot there. But the lesson is that we are all, always becoming in, a play, in, a, in, a, in the space of becoming. We're, becoming is we're emerging and growing in ourselves and in our lives through our experiences. And as we learn about ourselves through our experiences we are in essence in the space of becoming and I and I think it's just so wonderful so you know people in the videos they share some videos that were sharing like I who I'm become I am becoming and you fill in the blank or the question that came up for me was who am I becoming you know what what am I be, what am I becoming and who am I becoming? And if I look at my past, which I'm always, you know, my work is always about how, what can we learn from our past? How can our past inform who we're being in the present and in the future? So it really resonated with me that if we delve into our stories as our access to discovering who we're becoming and that we can look now and then create who we become, you know? So, that's that was just wonderful and I said it's like she's starting a, a, a really big conversation about that actually there's something else about the becoming that I wanted to talk about and that is that you know we're all as kind of we're always becoming something we're always emerging into something and that therefore in the space of becoming it's not a, a passive act the question for who am I becoming is active and 
it's how we self-determine. And so it's not determined for us and it's ongoing. It's not finite. We never get to a place where we've become, you know, we've become something, but there's always another level of becoming that, that shows up. So that was the other thing about this for me is it's this active space, not a passive space. And when we look at ourselves and our lives, we can be answering the question, who am I becoming? So I think that was the first key lesson, actually, out of the evening. And let's see, I think I've got about maybe eight more. Eight more. So let's move on to the next one. The second um, lesson or takeaway that I want to share is the notion that you are enough. Oprah and Michelle were having the conversation about you are enough and through Michelle sharing about her experiences of going to Whitney Young and um, the start of a time when she started to doubt maybe herself and whether she'd be good enough and can she make it there and does she belong there and can she compete in that school? Has she moved into this bigger market and so started to question whether she could actually compete? That in fact, that that question stays with us, you know, as we move into bigger spaces, as we challenge ourselves, um, that we can, this self-doubt can emerge and we can start to get in our own way, that we can step in front of ourselves in that way as we explore whether we're enough. And it led to this other way of looking at um, this or an expansion of this was, and maybe this is the third point here, the third lesson is that she, she says that failure is a feeling. It's a feeling that we have before the action, before the behavior, and that either ourselves or others plant seeds of doubt or seeds of um, the fear of failing into us even before we have an opportunity to succeed. And that is what gets in the way. So before we even think about, if we're thinking about failing, if we're feeling that we've already failed, then that informs our actions and and then we do or we're more likely to. And that people around us can influence us in that too, if we allow them to. So Michelle actually on the night said that she's met all sorts of accomplished people. She says, what I learned is that all of them have had doubters and some of them have had stadium size critics and naysayers. The noise doesn't go away, but the most successful people I know have learned how to get with it and be with it, to lean on the people who believe in them and to push on with their goals. So that was really powerful, you know, that the failure is a feeling that even the most successful people that we know have had doubters in their life and that they've gone beyond that and they have learned how to deal with that and they've they've kind of listened to themselves and pushed on 
to their goals. And she says shares about that in her own story as well. I won't share the details of that because, you know, you're going to go out there and read the book. But, you know, that, that when she came across a naysayer in her own experience as a young woman at, at high school, what came out even through some anger and some of that emotion was, I'll show you. I'll show you. And then she did, you know. There's a couple of them there. So the, the you are enough and that failure is a feeling and that you can get beyond that. You can trust, lean into the people who believe in you and that you can go beyond um, that fear and not allow it to kind of eat away at you. One other thing that she said is, she said, there will be people who tell you what you can't do, who set the bar so low for you. And the challenge becomes, how do you get out of your own way? They don't go away. So the challenge becomes, how do you listen to the good voices in, in your heads? That we are drawn to the negative because we all have the inner voice that says, am I enough? The next um, lesson from Tuesday night, from Mish, lesson from Mish was um, that we are responsible for our own happiness. And not a new one for me in in terms of that at all, but the story that she shared around this really resonated with me so much. And she shared about what it's been like as... um, and what it was like as a working mother um, with a husband who travels a lot and who um, has two young children. And what does that mean as you navigate the relationship and um, your own career and what you want to do? Um, and the frustration that can build as women, this is a common story as women take on the primary caring responsibilities and figuring stuff out. And so... What did that mean um, for her? She talked about as a working mum, she had to damp, damp down her ambition. And it's always a calculation on how do I work so that I'm doing well at work, but not so well that it takes her away from being present with her children, with her daughters. So because of that calculation, it makes you put the brakes on in terms of your career, which is a common thing. You know, it's, it, she really spoke my stories, how we're always trying to, you know, as I'm building my business, you've got to put a lid on it because you can't be, it can't be so successful or too much of a range of too much work that takes me away from that has me travel too much. So it's trying to get a balance um, with with the children. So she really spoke to me about that. And the sheer, um, how challenging it is, how hard it is. From that, you know, it can grow some tensions in the relationship, which it did for her and, and, and Barack. But her insight was that she was responsible for her own happiness. And it's a reminder that in those moments of challenge and struggle, because the struggle's real, you know, as we're trying to like pursue our own personal 
um, goals, our, our, our purpose, our legacy, if you like, in terms of our professional life. And at the same time, our legacy in terms of our personal life as in being a mother. I mean, even personal professional is quite an odd divide, really, because my professional is me still. <laughs> if we stand in that we're responsible for our own happiness, then what that leads to is us pushing ourselves forward that we don't rely on others to make us happy, that we can be content with what we create, even though what's there is a calculation all the time, all the time to try and get the balance right in our lives. So um, it really resonated with me so much. I had the pleasure of bringing my daughter to the event on Tuesday night, which was just so wonderful to have her there and listen to Michelle and Oprah and having this conversation. And at one point she turned to me and she said, oh, mommy, that's just like you. And it was just this beautiful moment um, of seeing, of being seen. And, um, and also of understanding that through this story that my daughter got an insight into my story in a way that I'm not sure that I could have even spoken it really in that way. So that was really a powerful moment for me. You know, as I said, the struggle is real. As many of you listening would just be, that would resonate with you. But the lesson for that is we are responsible for our own happiness, whatever's happening in, the, in our relationships and in the dynamics that happen in the struggle for our own careers and getting the balance right between that and our what the kind of parents or mums we want to be, the kind of wife you want to be or partner you want to be or all the commitments that we have. And so that was a, another powerful story that I wanted to name here is a lesson for all of us that no one else can make us happy other than us, other than us. In connection to that last lesson, one thing I do want to say is I want to acknowledge all of you out there who are experiencing that struggle. I want to appreciate all of you who are finding your way through your commitment to your purpose, your noble purpose and what you are here to do in the world and your commitment to your family and your children, your partners and you know, maybe your parents who you care for maybe. You know, so we don't often stop to appreciate ourselves in that. And I really want to do that. I really want to, because it had me really be present to, I don't stop to, to, to acknowledge myself for what I've accomplished in all of this, you know, in the struggle. So take a moment, center yourself and just say, I am proud of me for all that I've accomplished. And thank you, Michelle, for for allowing me to see me um, this week in that way. Okay, in this uh, lessons from Mish, we've got about three more, three more lessons from, from Michelle Obama's book launch, Becoming, her memoir, 
you know, that inspired me. So the next thing on the list that inspired me was putting yourself higher on your own priority list. So in sharing about what it was taking for her as a mom and, and, and all of that working and as, um, Barack was Barack, good friend of mine, <laughs> as he was expanding his career and, and getting into political office and, and all of that, that how much time was spent putting everyone else ahead of her and that she might be number four on her list. And again, now it's like, ah, oh, I could so resonate with that running around, like making sure that everyone else is taken care of and then saying, I don't have time to fill in the blank, exercise. I don't have time to get my hair done. I don't have time to eat properly. I don't have time to um, go for a walk. I don't have time to sleep. I don't have time to do my well, some of the hobbies that I love, sewing or knitting or making bags or all those things that I love to do. You know, so those, when we put ourselves too lower down on the priority list, it has an impact. You know, how can we take care of others when we can't take care of ourselves? It is one of the lessons that I have to keep learning. Um, I shared last time about my duvet day or the lack thereof for the whole year. And that's a sign, you know, I when you get to a place when you're so, so tired then you have, you're too low down on your priority list. So that was a really good reminder. Put ourselves higher on our priority list. Um, push yourself to, to do that. Notice where, where you're not and then sh- do something to shift that in your own life. So that was a big reminder, a big reminder from Mrs. Obama. Okay, so a couple more to go, a couple more to go. So the next one is, the next lesson for me is know that we belong at the tables of power and when we get to those tables, we may got to make sure that we say something. Ooh, the imposter syndrome, the imposter syndrome is real. So... How many of us, you know, when we feel that, when we get into certain spaces that we don't belong there, that we don't, that we question our worth. And um, so this came out of Michelle sharing about when she got to Princeton. And when she got to Princeton, she discovered that not only is she as smart as some of those people in the room, some of them, well, she was smarter than some of those people in the room and they they got into that space from very different angles, you know? And so whilst we're sitting in self-doubt, know that there might be someone, clearly there'll be some people who are smarter than us, but there'll be some people who will be mediocre in the same room. But we doubt ourselves when we sit at that tables of those tables of power. But we absolutely belong there. We have a contribution to make our breadth of experience brings a value to that table that no one else will have and that we need to kind of own that and appreciate that. And if we own that and appreciate that, we 
we make sure that when we're sitting at those tables of power, that we make sure that we speak up and then we're not silent. Because if we're silent, what's the point in being in there? Ooh. Now I know that I, as I've got older, the noise in my head around that has got less and less. But that is still something that comes up for me. Not as much as it used to, but it still comes up for me. As I find myself in spaces, I think, how did I get here? And what can I contribute? The noise that's in my head that I have to manage, self-manage and intervene that noise so I can get past it. So it was really refreshing to have that conversation, for her to be willing to speak that out. Because that's not a conversation that's often been spoken. That when you get in those spaces, there are mediocre people in those spaces. So know that you do have a seat at the table with your smart self and your intelligent self and you've worked so hard to get there. And when you're in there, make sure that your voice is heard and that you can speak up and that know that you have a rightful place at that table. You have a rightful place at that table. And maybe if more of us were thinking from that perspective, there will be more of us sitting at the tables of power. There were so many times that night, I almost, she, it's like she could have said, can I get a witness? For almost all the things that she said, her stories were so powerful. Her stories were so powerful, which leads to the last thing that she really kind of ended on was the power of our stories. She says that, Our stories are the memories we hold in our head and our experiences. And she wishes that people will understand the value in in their day-to-day stories and how they became who they are. If we share our stories, then we will see, if, if we share our stories, then others will see themselves in our stories. And she said that she's sharing her story so others can see themselves in her story. And Michelle Obama, I want to say that I saw myself in your story so many times that Tuesday night. It was like I was you. There was so many parts, you know, as she shared powerfully, like coming from the south side of Chicago, coming from a place of really not a lot, you know, from where they came to this woman that she is today. You know, I had my background coming from East London of immigrant parents, you know, who came to the UK in the early 60s to make a better life for themselves there to have a family there and to build a life together so that on their shoulders, their children could be more successful and have um, bigger and better lives. And that has happened. You know, as she shared about her mom and her dad, it's so many things resonated with me around that. I, um, I left moved, I left inspired, I left really present to my own story and the power of stories, and the power of seeing ourselves in others. You know, as we look at Michelle, and all her awesomeness, and her wonderfulness, and her beauty, and her grace, and her courage in being able to speak her truth in this way, you know, I think that one of the things is has to be a big takeaway is we can all be her. We all may not end up in the White House, 
but we can all end up in a place where we are satisfied and happy with the story that we've created in it for ourselves, that we are happy and satisfied with the with who we've become. So I come back full circle to the movement that she's starting as far as I'm concerned is the question, who are you becoming? And, um, and that you get to say who you become. Well, that's our show. I hope you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. As you've heard from what I took away from Michelle Obama, I'm so grateful to her and I'm looking forward to find out what you took away from what I took away. Haha. You know, there are many things. There were much, much more. It was like they were on she was at it was like an hour and forty-five minutes or something like that that she was was on stage for. So there was much, many more stories that I took away and they were filming. So at some point, I imagine you'll be able to see the, the interview in the future. And I, I hope that some of you are going to be out there going to some of those events. But there's always the book. There's always the memoir, of course. And I'm so looking forward to reading her memoir and finding out and discovering more about her and discovering more that uh, through her story discovering more about myself and my own development so thank you so much for listening i please get in contact with me head over to she's got drive facebook pages you could also go to my instagram account and send me a direct message on my instagram as shirley mccalpine you know i love to hear from you Please remember to rate and review the show. I will read out a five-star review next week. And know that I appreciate all of the messages and all of the acknowledgements that I get from you. Thank you so very much for that. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. The music is by the awesome all-female band Blonde. The song is called Circles. Until next time, go well and stay well.